da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Showtime. Well, believe it or not, on the Bad About Movies podcast, this is the first time we have ever stopped down the show to discuss Pirates of the Caribbean. I know. I thought it would have happened at least one time in the past four and a half years that we would have even probably mentioned it in passing or a five-minute discussion of some kind, but I don't even think we've had five minutes to talk about Pirates of the Caribbean. Believe it or not, it's pretty crazy considering it's one of the biggest film franchises out there. Uh, well, hello again this week. Uh, thank you for joining us once again. And thank you to the people who are joining us for the first time this week. I am Kent, joined by Brian and Richard. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Hey. Hey, we made it through. Made it through this weekend. Looks like <laughs> we made it. It was tough. It's, uh, but we it made was, it. Yeah, that's about as tough of a one-two punch as we've mm. had. We'll get to... We'll get to the details the, later. The two punch but, uh, later or ever, yeah. Um, man, I, I think I... feel I, like The Rock punched me and then Johnny Depp breathed in my face. Oh, it's nothing worse yeah. than that. Johnny, yeah. Johnny Depp Johnny Depp just draped you with a used scarf that had been on set all day. It's just sweaty and gross and you just in the took sun, it off yeah. and put it right on your face. And it mm. was a great experience. But, uh, man, I saw a stat... I don't know the source of this. I think I saw it in passing on Twitter or something that this was the worst Memorial Day weekend box office in 18 years. Yeah. That's not That's good. That's good, right? It's yeah. not good. <laughs> I think it's because they've all the, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. All the big tentpole movies for the summer came out in April, early April. Like Fast and Furious yeah. is still, they just crossed a billion dollars. But uh, they put that one out in April. It's pretty much done with domestically as far as the mainstream theaters. It's still in some smaller theaters and uh, discount theaters and, and things hearts. like that. And it in our hearts. In my heart. I've day. never forgotten it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not good. Not good. Maybe they thought pirates would do a little bit better. And nobody wanted to go against pirates except for maybe the, uh, the counter-programming with Baywatch. But, I mean, that's mm. pretty much it. It was pretty much pirates and then everything that's been out for a few weeks. Alien Covenant, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. and, you know, Chick Flick, everything, everything's still out. And <laughs> I don't think there's any kids' movies out right now. Maybe Diary of a Wimpy Kid's the only kids' movie out. And Captain, Captain uh, Underpants comes out here next week, I think, this week, something like that. So uh, yeah. it's kind of a weird valley we're in other than pirates coming out. It's been pretty quiet in the movie. Right. Front. Well, when you, when you can't make too many... Like it's a weird thing where they they simultaneously cannot make as many good pop cult popcorn movies as they used to, and then they also start summer earlier than they ever have. Right. So it lends itself to these weird like, yeah, Memorial Day just sucks now for movies. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Funny. I don't think it does. Yeah. I just think uh there were bad, any, there was nothing to see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think people would have gone. Uh had there been right. had Guardians come out this week, I think it would have done better than it maybe it better than it did uh, when it came out a couple weeks ago. I mean, I don't know what's scaring people off about this weekend and holiday weekends, but for me and my family, just speaking from personal Again, experience, it's scarf smell. It's the, it's the scarfs. <laughs> yeah. For me and my family, we look to go to the movies on holidays when we're all together and when we have a day sure. off from work and things like that. We always look at the, the times and say, is there anything we all want to see? And if there's not, we don't go. So that's probably mm. what happened this week. And the few people there were, yeah. they saw pirates. I think pirates made 40 million dollars or something 70 million 70 yeah, million about 80 did okay um, did okay. did okay it just didn't do 
like it has in the past or like they expected to, you know? Yeah. Maybe because of the King Arthur market. I mean, I went to see it four times this weekend. I just want to take advantage of the oh, long God, I forgot weekend. King Arthur's still out. Is get, it still uh, out? Have they not pulled that? Get all the giant snakes I can get, you know? <laughs> they had to have pulled that from the theater by now. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There was one person in the theater and that was me. Yeah. So, uh, yep. <laughs> and that was the opening weekend. So, uh, good. can't be, not what they wanted. can't be in the green for the King Arthur. Uh, maybe they're still trying. <laughs> Guys, still, maybe this week is the week people are like, you know what? That King Arthur was pretty good. We're all going to go see that now. But it did not yeah. happen. I'm surprised King Arthur didn't do money overseas, to be honest. How much, have you guys looked, how much is King Arthur, has it brought in thus far, total, worldwide? Um, your, King Arthur, if I was to guess, I'm going to look it up yeah. here. Um, but if I was to guess, I would say it's made 110 okay. total. Okay, domestically, it's made 30. Right. No, I was gonna guess. Okay, RB, what's your what's your worldwide guess? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably about. I would say like one twenty, one twenty five. If I'm with Kent, it's good. One one nineteen, one nineteen. Right. Oh, okay. Thirty five yeah. total here. Budget was one seventy five. So not I'm great. I'm I didn't expect it to do great here. I'm surprised it didn't do better overseas. Gosh, I forgot yeah. to tell you guys. Uh, I think the. The only screening that I could get to for King Arthur was 3D, so I had to see it in 3D. Oh, and it was gosh. awful. And I'm I was sure the really biggest bummer of all time. 3D, though. Paying for a movie like that, paying over $4 for a movie like that <laughs> is such torture to me. Like, it really, I consider sneaking in every single time that that happens. <laughs> I'm like scanning my card. I'm like, I'm going to pay actual money to see this. And it's like 13 or $14. I'm just like, you know what, ma'am, fam, I love you because that's the only reason I do these things. <laughs> I, would not, my, I would not make this personal choice otherwise, but um doesn't reflect yeah, we're good. We're up in the hundreds of movies now I probably never would have seen yeah. if not for the ma'am, fam. So yeah. really, I mean, we're kind of heroes. Well, Richard. Throw the word hero around. But. Right. Speaking- Let them call us heroes. It's not a great thing if we, <laughs> we decide we're heroes. So. We're, we're heroes in our own right. Richard, right. <laughs> speaking of heroes and uh, movies we never want to see, uh, Son of the Mask review. How far away are we that? Are, are we from? How far away are we from that? Uh, soon, I can tell you. Uh, very imminent. It's coming. I thought it would already be done by now, but I've in my in my Clark Kent life have had a very a lot of twenty hour days lately mm. uh, with stuff. So I haven't. You don't want to just that out. You don't want to just after but, a twenty hour day. You don't want to just kick back and talk about <laughs> Son of the Mask. Yeah, I know. Or think about it. <laughs> yeah it hasn't happened yet but it will happen i promise i promise it'll be like we talk about it. it'll be when you least expect it you know yes. you'll just be sitting there refreshing your podcast feed saying hey let me check out some more uh you know um serial season two or something and then you'll be like, <gasps> yeah richard through the the son of the richard or whatever we want to call it i don't know what this one is i realize that uh that Richard Through the Looking Glass was over a year ago. I have the mm. file on my computer still, and it was dated. I saw it today, and I was when I was looking for something else, and I was like, "Wow, that seems it was so horrible." It seems like weeks ago, but it's been a year, but still haunts my dreams every night. Yes, so I'm excited. This one will be harder. I've seen the movie. I could say I've seen the movie, and I won't spoil any thoughts because I'm going to need all of them to fill any <laughs> amount of minutes. But uh, the minimum is thirty. That, that was the deal. You can, it, yep, you can, no, 30 is the minimum and then anything after total, that just is total icing on the cake for the listener totally agree i can I'm do 30 on it i'm I excited have. for your gym room like shuffling of papers taking up a solid yeah. 15 minutes of this 30 yeah. minutes just <laughs> like dead, this, dead air <laughs> solid palsy it's outrageous he's the best he's the greatest <laughs> is lebron james the greatest 
<laughs> or is he the best? We'll be right back. <laughs> That's a good trick. You know, there's no need to rush things. That's the professional radio person will tell you. Just take it, take your time. Just take it easy. Take it easy. And that's less talking you have to do in the long run. Good. But yeah. uh, man, lots to talk about. Tonight. I have a lot of sound effects queued up too. Good. A lot of fart noises and stuff. It's going to be good. Crazy Ira like, and the douche. Like a spring sound effect and all that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really just 30 minutes of that. I'm only going to say like four sentences. Just download the entire ticket drop page and just drop that straight in as an episode. Um, Man, we got a lot, lot to talk about. There's some movie news and stuff that's kind of slipped through the cracks in the past few weeks. Some little notes that we need to get to. Uh, the first note is Jimmy Kimmel is returning to host the Oscars next year. Yeah. We never mentioned right. that. Back by popular demand, James Kimmel. I'm all in. I, I just put him in every year. He, yeah. He's exactly what you need. He'll, he'll hit you hard with the punchlines in the monologue, and he can host, and he can come up with stuff on the fly. That's really the only thing I can require mm-hmm. of my Oscars host, but... Uh, there are a few other people I'd like to see back. I'd like to see Ellen back. I'd like to see Chris Rock back. I uh, love Steve Martin as always. Alec Baldwin's great. Um, Neil Patrick Harris wasn't bad, believe it or not, uh, to me. I would be open to him returning as well. But uh, Kimmel, He's still hosting, actually, though. That magic trick's still going on. So <laughs> oh. technically, yes, that has to end before he can do it again. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm down for any kind of late-night host doing these, like Jim, Jimmy Fallon. Martin, Martin Short. Is fine. Martin Short. Martin Short. American yeah, North American treasure. How has this not happened yet? Gosh, I think we're in the minority on Martin Short. I think everybody finds. It I think it would have to us. be Steve Martin. I agree. I think you're right, but I think Steve Martin and Martin Short is yeah, what you would have to have, and basically just do their road show, but with the Oscars. I think it would be incredible. Yeah. That needs to happen. Wow. But uh, yeah, I, I'm down for that. I, I would love to see Conan do do the Oscars again, come into the limelight a little bit more than he has. I think he does like the MTV awards or something like that. Now, like he's on the cable circuit, but, uh, love him. He did and the Emmys once, didn't he? I think, I think yeah. he went into the Emmys. He did. The he did. Yeah. When he did that bit with, uh, Gary Shandling, they were there on the horse. Yeah. Was that when, um, he was the tonight show host though. Wasn't there an NBC stock in that or something like that? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'd be, I'd be down to see Letterman come out of retirement and host the Oscars. I think that'd be amazing with the beard and everything. And just, you haven't seen or talked to him in, three years and he's just commenting on everything i think it would be great and it would be highly rated and american treasure david letterman we want more of him at all yeah. times but uh yeah but, Kim, but in the meantime kim was cool that's a, Thoughts on that? great. that's the best in a long time i think he did he did yeah. the best job hosting uh the show obviously went a little wonky at the end and that's not his fault i think i think he did a great job hosting it and he did it without Without leaving you feeling like, dude, get off the screen. Like he he just gets in, gets out, does his joke, and that's it. And I I very much appreciate that. Man, has anybody done a long form interview with Kimmel since the Oscars? Has Howard Stern? Yeah, done, I know him and Howard Stern. Bill are very, Simmons. They Bill did. Simmons did one like three days later. Of course he did. Right after it. Yeah. I just want to know what Kimmel was thinking during the whole envelope fiasco because you're thinking as a host. Holy crap! I got to get us out of this. But as a comedian, you're thinking, "How can I capitalize on this yeah. and not look like?" A well, he was already out. committed. He he had a whole other bit plan. He was sitting with Matt Damon because they were going to throw to him, and then he was going to say, "Wow, man, everything you know, it's crazy." Uh, 
Uh, what was the movie, the really sad movie with Casey Affleck? I've already put last year behind Manchester. Manchester, uh, by, the Manchester by the Sea. Man, it won Best Actor. It won Best Screenplay. The only thing it didn't win was Best Picture, and I guess that would have been your award since you're the producer. So really, you're the blame. He had this whole bit with Matt Damon playing. So he's in the really, crowd you're a loser, for, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was going to do that. And then he had to run up on stage and fix everything. So they never I had to do he, that bit. The only like, joke he made was, I blame Steve Harvey for this. That was the only yeah. thing, which is great. Uh but man, what a fiasco it still was. I can't believe that actually happened. Still in hindsight. By the way, side plug, our Oscars postgame show is now available. If you did not get yeah, a chance to listen to that. In case you missed it. Yeah. We talk about the entire show. We do that every single year. I'm willing to make my Son of the Mask uh, episode my audition. Okay. Also. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to see the Matter About Movies crew host the Oscars. If we can make that happen, hashtag uh, Mad About Oscars. Make that happen. Just tweet at the Academy every single day for years. Maybe they'll turn some heads our way. This would be hilarious if it did get enough of a groundswell, and then they're like, "Who the freak are these people? What is this even talking about?" Like, we could do. We could do the red carpet at least. Yeah, we just give give every acting award to the cup. Best, best, best cinematography to now you see me. Like that movie came out seven years ago. Yeah, but, it, but it's still twirling. It's still the best. <laughs> Am I allowed to wear cargo shorts on the red carpet? Is that cool? I, don't I think know you can. If I'm you're the host, okay. you can do you can do whatever. Yeah, you want. but only if they have Paul Walker like embroidered into the okay. back. Of them. Obviously, all of mine yeah. too. I don't. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, right on. We have uh, a couple of reboots to talk. I know that. Uh, mm. I feel like they've tried oh, to reboot. Well pirates every time it comes out like they're they're hoping that that can be like the first one in the next series you know mm. I, the advertising for this for pirates uh pirates five or dead men tell tell no tales which they didn't give away the subtitle until like the day the movie came out like you didn't see <laughs> one ad with that on there you know it was just they didn't even show the the pirates low like title yeah. it was just the, the a skull in your face like am i supposed to know what this is or how many there are now. <laughs> I don't feel like you even need a subtitle. Just call them all Pirates of the Caribbean. It doesn't yeah. matter. You're people that are going to see this movie. To be fair, it's the same with Fast and the Furious. We love Fast and the Furious. You could put out 50 movies that are just titled Fast and the Furious and I don't care. I'm going to go see them. It doesn't matter if it's Fast 8 or Fast 14. Or it's a bit though. Furious 23 or whatever. Fast has it. made it a same bit. Same with Pirates. Just, just, you know what? Hey, there's a Pirates movie coming out. Okay, cool. All right. Let's, what day does it come out? All right, see you then. I mean, that's it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Man. Fast has made it a bit from the beginning, though. Too fast, too furious. Hilarious. <laughs> Fate of the Furious, great. Awesome. Pirates is, they're delusional. But, uh, <laughs> man, this movie, I never thought we would talk about it in a sequel way, but uh, Top Gun getting a sequel. <laughs> oh, for sure. Gosh, I forgot. 100%. <laughs> Very timely. Very, very timely. I saw a tweet that's like Top Gun 2 should just be Tom Cruise. Did one of you send this to me? Yeah, it did. It's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) sitting in a (laughs) sitting in a windowless room full of monitors and just launching drones and nothing (laughs) nothing happens. He's never in any danger. It's gonna have that twist. It's gonna be like, oh yeah, they're gonna be like, I bet that's the plot. You're phasing me out for a drone, but I'm the best pilot there is. It's gonna be that. You know it is. And I'll show you. I'll show you how much better. Yeah. Yeah. If Val Kilmer's involved somehow, we gotta, we gotta be in, right? I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I love Top Gun. I love it. It oh, does so not. Do I, it doesn't need a sequel. It certainly doesn't need a sequel. Uh, whatever. Thirty years later, it's not 
Not a great idea. Not a great idea. But, you know, it's Tom Cruise. You can't say no to Tom Cruise. Look at all the entertainment he's given us over the years. Please like him. So That's true. I, I'm, I'm kind of in on it. Yeah, you I'm know, not opposed. What do we have to I lose, you know? Every yeah, other thing has been rebooted or sequelized right. besides right. that. So um, yeah. I read this this week on MarketWatch.com. There was an article about the fact that they're just running out of movies to reboot. And <laughs> I think it said of the top 15 highest grossing movies of the 80s, the only ones that haven't been either turned into a franchise or rebooted is Rain Man, Tootsie, and E.T. That's it. Well. Of all of them. There's three per- perfect movies for franchises, I think. So Tootsie. Get right on that. Tootsie yeah. 4. <laughs> Gosh. Talk about something that just stands the test of time on its own. Yeah. Tootsie hmm. does. And so does E.T., which we'll talk about here in the next few weeks. Oh, but I, um, I really don't think you can fran- franchise those, sequelize those. Uh, Back to the Future comes to mind, but they already franchised that and did three of those. Mm-hmm. But that's one that, you know, every day someone's calling Universal to, re- to reboot that because it would be I perfect. Dr- to re- I dread that. I, I yeah. dread it, too, but it's going to happen. Leave it alone. Yeah. Bob okay. Gale and Bob Zemeckis are just going to get a call and be like, all right, we're going to reboot Back to the Future, uh, but we'll pay you $50 million each just to do it. And they don't, <laughs> right. you don't even have to be involved. You, we're going to throw your name as executive producer. You're going to get 10% of all the box office. And it's, it's going to get to the point where they just can't say no. They're like, well, it's going to happen eventually. Might as well happen while I'm alive and can enjoy it, you know? And Zemeckis will be like, only if I can kill every character because it'll be funny. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I got to come up with some creepy CGI to make this happen, all right? We yeah. can, it's just like, stay yeah. alone. Stop it. The Polar Express was the oh, time machine gosh. all along. <laughs> he has a movie coming out that I think looked good. I think I saw a trailer for it. Um... <laughs> So is it coming good. out this fall? Yeah. I think it's oh, a war the, movie. Um, <sighs> crap. I almost said that Brad Pitt no, war movie, but that was last year and I never saw it. It's weird. Uh, um, uh, I don't know. No, he doesn't. Wow. It's next year and it is currently Untitled Robert Zemeckis Project. I was thinking so. of maybe Allied that just came out. Yeah, same here. And <laughs> uh, The Walk. Out. Remember The Walk, the World oh, Trade gosh. Center, like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, tight wire movie? I think I think Man on a Wire won Best Documentary at the Oscars. Why would you need to make that into a movie? Other than to just capitalize on 9-11, which don't put it past Bob Zemeckis to, be a, to, to capitalize on a tragic event Weird uh, for a scump. But, um, man, <laughs> gosh. Yeah, Back to the Future. Don't you dare happen. disparage Forrest Gump in front of Brian. Yeah, that's all, that, you're on my territory him. now. Yeah, and take <laughs> that joy Stay from off him. my corner. <laughs> I'll disparage it for making light of the Vietnam War and other big, the death of a president, et cetera. But yeah. Oh, man. Mm, just think about how different our country would have been if, if not for one intellectually challenged man that just completely changed the course of everything other than, in society. Other than flight, which is, has mixed reviews. Um, I hate that movie so much. It, it uh, Castaway came out in 2000. Mm-hmm. And before that, he had Contact, which is, can't believe he even made that movie in hindsight. Uh, yeah. And Forrest Gump in 94. Like, mm-hmm. it's been almost 20 years since he's made anything anybody's given two craps about. Yeah, I, I'm on the total contrarian part on this. I don't like Castaway. I know everyone does. Same. But like, same. Yeah. It's like I don't get the the castaway 
love that it gets because it's just I don't know. Yeah, I'm with. I mean, you. We all like Tom Hanks, right? But like, hmm. it's the it's only role. Even I mean, except for the uh, what are the, the Da Vinci Code movies? It's the only Tom Hanks movie where I, I kind of actually dislike Tom Hanks. Even in wow. terrible movies like The Circle, I'm like, oh, but it's still Tom Hanks. I like Tom Hanks. I by the about the midway point of Castaway, I was like, kind of hope this guy dies. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm a little. <laughs> he bit tried crazy. to. He tried to kill himself. <laughs> yeah, no. it wouldn't happen. Spoiler alert. <laughs> He doesn't die. Get the, Which they yeah. give away in the trailer. This ca- the, the biggest, <laughs> worst thing about Castaway is the trailer is like, you know, it's got a guy like, we had a funeral and everything. And Tom Hanks goes, well, what was in the casket? You know, like in the trailer, you know he makes it off the island. Yeah. I hated that. It's good. Never, it's good. never forgave Zemeckis for that, among other, mm. among other things. For I not- still hate that he keeps the box that whole time. Like, you have no idea what's in that box. It could be, I understand the idea of, like, it just gives him some sort of goal to go towards, but, like, yeah. what could if there's... a satellite phone, dude. Yeah, there's a satellite phone in there, or, I don't know, chocolate. Like, something that you're just really might make one day better on this freaking island. But, no, I got this FedEx box. Gave him the, gave him the hope to live, because he knew. Yeah. He knew his mm. wife was going to leave him, mm. right? I probably would have died the second that I had to pull my own tooth on an island. Yeah. I just, I just walk into the sea at that point. Yeah, that they uh, made that, it, I that think... ice skate would be used for slitting my throat. <laughs> I think FedEx actually made a commercial where, where they it opened wasn't the box. FedEx. I know it was like I think it was like a beer commercial. It was a Super Bowl yeah. commercial the next year or something, and it was mm-hmm. yeah, it was like a sat phone and some very valuable stuff that was in this. Oh, box. just a GPS, a satellite phone, a survival <laughs> yeah, exactly. kit, and a first aid kit. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Maybe we do a castaway review at some point. But I think we just did. It's yeah. It's <laughs> it's been twenty years since anyone's cared. And I, I say that to say people did care about Castaway at the time. I don't think it won any awards or anything like that. I think it was just kind of buzzed about it's just at the hit. time. Yeah. They can make a lot of money. He did What Lies Beneath and Castaway in the same year. Mm-hmm. I did not know I did not realize those were both in two thousand. But anyway, enough. Robert Zemeckis talk. Uh, all that to say, man, every '80s movie has been rebooted. It's the new '50s and '60s. You know, they're just lo- they're looking, they're going to the well in the '80s. Now, then it's going to be the '90s. They're going to start rebooting. I mean, they already did reboot Jurassic Park and things like that, uh, Godzilla, and all the hits of the '90s. You know, um, but maybe The Mask, Richard, will get rebooted <laughs> and do another solo up. We can only hope so. <laughs> what young comedian could be the new mask? Oh, That's man. the question. I think it would be that. Who's that tall, gangly kid on SNL? Pete Davidson. No idea. I yeah, no I think it would be Pete Davidson. God, I hope not. I hope not. Just super kind of like smirk his way through it and yeah. act like he's not really into it. Yeah, makes a lot of jokes about his dad. His dad died in nine eleven. Just like stop, stop, stop. It's not what we're going for here. Yeah, I saw him. uh I saw oh, him and, and Vanessa Bayer and uh, Judd Apatow do stand-up together. And Pete Davidson, when he can say anything he wants, he's yeah, freaking yeah. hilarious. Like, I can see why Lauren Michaels would go to his stand-up show and be like, this kid's crazy. Because he's like 18 when he got on SNL or something like that. But on network yeah. television, he can't be himself. Yeah. That's the problem. He can't and do what he does. And he's not an actor at all. Yeah. So he's, he's not a sketch he's comedian. completely useless on he's that show. He's dating Larry David's daughter, though. So he has that going for him. <laughs> Is he really? He's great on those roasts oh, yeah. every time. That's why Larry David did SNL so much last year. Keep an eye on things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of Larry David, Curb is about to come out, isn't it? 
The new season? Uh, I think it's going to be like winter, fall or winter. Yeah, well, this yeah. year, I mean. Oh, yeah, no, it's this year. Gosh. More Leon. Leon and Larry. I know. That's so the best weird. buddy cop. Like they need to make that into a buddy cop movie. Just Larry, David, and Leon <laughs> from Curb for 90 minutes. The best ever are the uh, bloopers with the Leon seasons because Larry David cannot keep it together anytime they're in a scene. They have to do like 200 yeah. takes. <laughs> I bet. There, there's a great... Um, who was on it? I think it might have been a Howard Stern. Yeah, I think it was Howard Stern with uh, with Bill Hader a couple years ago mm-hmm. where JB, they talk about J.B. Smooth being a writer on um, SNL for a year and they would <laughs> they would talk about <laughs> they were talking about pitch meeting on Monday like when you meet the host and J.B. Smooth knew that n- none of his ideas would ever get on so he would just try to come up with the weirdest <laughs> he'd be like uh it's a guy it's called toothpick guy and um he's got made out of toothpicks <laughs> and like <laughs> and like and they would all just be like like Mulaney and Hater would just be like yeah. on the floor laughing because they knew he was doing a bit, but like half the people in the room didn't. Um, that might work. Like what if it's called Monitor Head? It <laughs> it's better than anything else on SNL right now. Monitor Head. He's uh, got a computer monitor for a head. It's just like those kind of ideas. He would just sit in there and like take up the host whole meeting. It's really funny. I'll find the clip for you guys. Seth Meyers has done a great thing on his show, Second Chance Theater, where they just do sketches yeah. that never got to air on SNL. That's been pretty funny to witness. Go look up some of those. I remember, I think it was Will Forte doing Gingerman Franklin, which was a ginger Benjamin Franklin, which is greatness. But uh, man, that's a good that's a good way to use a late night show at twelve thirty one a.m. is to just do sketch comedy that never would have made it on, and uh, maybe has an audience late at night. Uh, any other news? Movie news? Anything to uh, maybe mention? Oh, one thing. Speaking of Will Forte. Um, Powers Booth, no longer with us. Oh, Never got to mention that on the show. That slipped through the cracks as well. One. Tough. Tough one. Brian, you wrote a little tough blog one. about that, I think. Yeah, I did. I put it up on the, put it up on the blog. Powers Booth is one of my favorite character actors of all time. He's somebody that had a very distinct face, a distinct voice, a distinct present on scre- presence on screen. And I always, from a very young age, was like, what's that guy's deal? Because he was just so so interesting and so different, I think, than most um, most other faces that were filling up the movies and stuff. And so, I, yeah, I put a little thing up on the blog just with some of my favorite performances of his and um, just... I don't know, a little a little tribute to to him and, and to what he kind of meant to me as a as an actor and in, in some of the, the movies that I love. So yeah. We we talked about him before plenty of time. McGruber, he's great in McGruber. Tombstone's one of my ten favorite movies of all time and he's fantastic in that. Um lots of great T V work and stuff and so definitely will be and he's he's from around here. He's from uh West Texas. Uh, he's the pride and joy of Snyder, Texas, which has literally nothing else to claim. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So what about the pretzels? Are the pretzels from there? Those are, <laughs> those are of Hanover. Gosh, Snyder's oh. of Hanover. Get a life, right. Richard. God. Jeez. Oh, you don't know your pretzel right, brands? Guys. Gosh, what are you <laughs> doing? I'm fried. Yeah. <laughs> Strangely, they are the home of Roll Gold, so it's fine. Oh, <laughs> that is <laughs> ironic. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I did not see that twist coming. <laughs> <laughs> twist! <laughs> Wow, oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, man. Come we got to save something us, for our guys. 
take that. Gotta say something spotting. for our pretzel podcast, guys. Yeah, we're recording that right after. We can't just so keep talking Annie something. Ann's every single week. Like, yeah, <laughs> best favorite items from Annie Ann's. Oh, they got a hot dog pretzel now. <laughs> we'll be right back on Pretzel Talk. Mm. <laughs> uh, let's get that trending. We- okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's take a break and come okay. back and discuss. Can it be like a three year break? It can't. Maybe like, okay. okay, you can just leave if you want. I won't. I will not blame you. Uh, we'll come back. We'll uh, hear from the sponsor and give you a good deal and uh, talk about Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. All right. Mm. Hey, ma'am, fam. Question for you: Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now. And they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy-glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I don't really remember anything about the previous Pirates movies, other than mm. that they had pirates <laughs> in them. Uh, I do remember Pirates 2. I think it's mm-hmm. called uh, Dead Man's Chest. Am I right? Is that? Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, yeah that's one of them. No, I th- it is. Yeah, that and is. I think it's I really, Dead Man's Chest. I honestly don't know three and, three and four. I do yeah. not know the titles. Uh, pirates so pirates 1 is just three. Pirates, right? It, no, no, it's, it's Curse, oh of, the Black Curse Pearl. of the Black Pearl. Oh my! Yeah. Wow, yeah. I did not You're know that. Right. I don't want the the pirate fanboys to come after us. Yeah, yeah. they exist, and they'll they'll come. <laughs> they'll come. Yeah, per- Curse of the Black Pearl, Dead Man's Chest, At World's, at World's End, End yeah. and then On Stranger Tides is uh, then, the last one before. Yeah, before this one, Brian. Did we see All yes. Stranger Tides together? Okay. You know what? I don't think we did. I think because I saw is, it with like a group of your friends. I, I think family. we saw it this oh gosh I think we saw it on the same night but at different theaters wow cuz we were texting about it for some I don't know I'm I, I don't know I don't 
Yeah, I don't know why. Because there was a Jack Sparrow at my. I I very distinctly remember a <laughs> oh, Jack Sparrow no. lookalike at my showing. That was Kit. It was before you knew Kit. It was a different life. Yeah, <laughs> I spent four grand on that costume though. <laughs> Kit had just quit the band and needed a few months to kind of figure out, right? You know right. what he was going to do yeah. with his life, and you know he still missed the crowd. So and, and, it's, <laughs> and it's great because. I go to Comic Cons and nobody ever dresses up like Jack Sparrow, so I'm not like the only <laughs> yeah, Jack totally. Sparrow there. It's super only original. You and actually Johnny Depp. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> only two people in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. I dressed up as uh, that Admiral Norrington or whatever the guy's name was. The first one. I have no idea who you're talking. Did about. not go over well. <laughs> uh, well, all that to say, um, I feel like they correct me if I'm wrong because. I think I've seen mm. one and two, and uh, I saw two a couple times, I think, and then I didn't see <laughs> three and four, and then I saw this one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they're just remaking the same movie over and over and over and <laughs> over worse. again, but yeah. worse every yeah. single time. Right. Um, yeah. They're not bringing anything new or exciting to the table. Like I understand making more of these if you can find a way to up the ante every single time. Like Fast seems to do that. Did right. they have submarines busting out of ice in Fast and Furious? <laughs> no, they didn't. But they did in the in the newest one. Like they really are trying to like how can we outdo ourselves every single time? This mm-hmm. one seems like the same kind of shtick, the same kind of uh action, right. the same the same kind of setups, uh the same characters. It really doesn't bring anything new and I'm kind of sick of having to see and hear about these. Uh, I thought they were done, honestly, last time. But you got um, to yeah. see young, creepy Johnny Depp CGI face did. in this one. You did. So that's what you want. I'm, that's what we've been waiting for. Yeah, I guess. It's what we've been waiting for. It's what I, I mean. <laughs> I guess you're right. I, I guess. I guess we haven't seen young Johnny Depp before in like 20 movies already. But uh, it really, this, this feels like more than any of them, just a cash grab. I mean, Johnny Depp needs money. The, that's obvious. You, you missed the really fourth does. one. The fourth one's yeah, pretty cash grab. These are the same movie, essentially, yeah. right? Except yeah, it's well, like it's a difference. They brought it to Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem, and they were at their villa in Spain, and they're like, "All right, you do one, I'll do the other. I don't care which does what." <laughs> sure. But yeah, just no. let's just cash these checks. But we don't. We can't both be doing it at the same time. We'll. we'll I mean, we'll definitely get divorced. But <laughs> just you go do one. <laughs> you know why this is a cash grab? For sure, it's because they already made four. And four was a cash grab. So the fact that yeah. you made fifth one, yeah. it's definitely a cash grab at this What's point. What's sad is it's not a cash grab for Disney, who, as evidenced by all other things in movies, is doing okay in the in the mm-hmm. finance department. It's a cash grab for Johnny Depp. It's like, yeah. please. Yeah. Like, he kind of begged it. to get this made, and it's because he's, I, I've heard, has a spending issue. Major uh, issues. He's got a, it's a Nicolas Cage type situation, as we call it in the, in the, the biz. Bar- and by the, the biz, search. I, of course, mean the... He just gambles yeah. everything away at a casino. He just I don't it all think on he just spins, dude. He just spins. On what? Like, Scarves? Yeah. Guitars? Houses, You need to cars, look this up. I'll look it planes. up next time you're, someone else is talking. It's yeah. like Nick Cage. His, one of his like former financial advisors put out kind of a, a tell-all, essentially, not a book, but like just an interview. and just He, sp- he said he thinks he spends $2 million a month. So just on stuff. Just on stuff. So... It's not good. Same. It's not Same. great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. he, he definitely needs it. Uh, di- like you said, Disney doesn't really need it, but I mean, this was the number one movie. Uh, Brian, I think you took this in our draft uh, on the fact that mm-hmm. overseas people are just going to go see this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, 
I actually believe it. Um, I I saw this. It was packed house on a Sunday uh, noon yeah. Sunday screening, completely packed house, and there were like standing ovation cheer at the end of the movie. So this, yeah, this is working for some people. Um, mm-hmm. You know what? Pirates one is fine. Pirates yeah. two is a little bit worse. Um, Pirates five is fine. I guess it, what it tries to do and execute, it mm. does fine. But it's it's just done before, and no, but I don't care anymore. Yeah, like I can't say that like the uh, you know the action scene wasn't well choreographed because they are, but it's just getting lazy at this point. Especially the acting and characters. Johnny Depp is totally mailing it in. Uh, and you know, the, the charming Jack Sparrow is not charming anymore to me before he was just like, Oh, is a guy that's kind of maybe a little bit tipsy, but now he's just full on drunk and angry. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm I'm convinced he was legitimately drunk while making this movie. Uh, (laughs) and I mean the setup at the beginning with the, uh, the reveal of the, um, bank robbery vault thing and then that was pretty funny when it, they're pulling it through the city and all that and then the reveal of it being empty that was it and then from there on it's just like oh you know you're just in for a lot of talking and a lot of mumbo jumbo about how we can break the curse and believe it or not this movie made Javier Bardem bad and I did not think that was possible but <laughs> Javier Bardem is bad in this and the way he kept saying Jack Sparrow, Jack Sparrow. And he kept trilling yeah. the R on that. I was like, stop Ooh. saying it like that. It's Sparrow. Gosh, yeah. it was so annoying. Um, but again, I just, yeah. uh, I just kind of bored with these now and, and I can totally live without them. And I think I speak for everybody when I say I've just seen the same movie over mm-hmm. and over and over mm-hmm. again. It's like Transformers. Yeah, a, lot of, a little yeah, bit. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I think the first one's different. I really still like the first same. one a lot. I think it's a really great popcorn movie. And I remember being very excited for the second one. They filmed two and three back to back, I remember. And I was like, "These, this is going to be awesome. This is such a cool universe. It was before everyone was doing, you know, cinematic universes and everything. I was like, I'm, I like this world. Love Johnny Depp's performance. I mean, wasn't he nominated for a Globe for that? Yeah, I think he got an Oscar nomination. Oscar nomination for, for the first Jack Sparrow. actor, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, really cool. Innovate at the time, awesome, innovative performance, especially if you're a Stones fan like me. And I was super pumped. And I remember seeing the second one and being like, that was good. I remember I went home, I was shooting baskets, talking to my friend. And uh, he was like, what do you think? And I was like, it was good, but there was something different about it. I did, that they changed the tone between one and two. Mm-hmm. And then they just kept going down that road. I can't really explain it, but it just got a little too, at the same time, both the comedic parts are too comedic and the serious parts are too serious and they've never been able to find the center of just pure fun that the first movie has. The stakes are like too high. Mm -hmm. And then, so then the humor doesn't really work and it's too supernatural. Um, and it relies too heavily on depth. Um, I mean that first time you just begging the first time you see that movie, you're just begging for more of him on screen. Um, because it's such a charismatic performance. And by this time, you're like, I just, please, please yeah. just yeah. drown the death of Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah. um, and so it's just, they got, they've gotten progressed. But so anyway, the first one was, I think, great. I give that like nine out of 10, maybe even a 10 for what it was trying to do. It was such a sure. fun surprise of a movie. And then two was still an okay movie. It was just like, oh no, what are they doing? And then three was pretty bad. Like it was just kind of a big action sequence. Yeah, and it's so long. The third it's one is feels like, that was I, I'm yeah. sure there had been other 
blockbustery movies that were long before that, but that was the first one I really remember being like, this is like three hours long, and we've completely lost what we yeah. were trying to do in the first one. Yeah, and then it has that weird ending with with yeah. spoiler alert for a movie ten years old with with Bloom basically like being resigned to the sea, yeah. you know, essentially your protagonist. You're like, okay, okay, and you're like, well, how's he gonna break this curse? They're like, oh, don't worry, in in twelve years they're gonna make a crappier version of this, and then he'll be out, he'll come out. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, and all he but, says and, is like. How'd you break the curse? Like that's it. Yeah. Like doesn't uh, care to see his trident. son uh, or anything. He's just like, how'd you break the curse? They uh, he they were probably like, all right, I'll do it, but I'm only going to say one line, and uh, yeah. you got to make it good. How'd you break the curse? And well, the it was fourth- it was the trident of tri- King Triton, believe it or not, or Poseidon uh, that yeah. uh, broke it. Believe it or not, yeah. Sorry, the uh, fourth one. No, I, you're I, fine. The fourth one's just really abysmal, and I remember being like kind of had an eyebrow up on it because it was like a new director and it seemed like it was obviously bloom and nightly wouldn't be as like, maybe this will get back to kind of the fun spirit of the first one. But no, it's just like, it's yeah. real. I mean, I think I only saw it once and was like a mirror. The only reason I didn't walk out is because I was with people. Mm-hmm. And then this one continues down that road. You know, they hired these like weird Icelandic directors and you thought maybe this will be kind of interesting take on a Javier Bardem's in. All right, cool. We'll check. I mean, I always kind of am open-minded to these just because I love that first one so much. And then I'm just repeatedly just punched in the stomach. So Brian, what about you? What are your thoughts on this series? Yeah, I think we, we agree, Rich. I actually, I rewatched the original uh, this last week and I, I kind of had the, every time I watch it, I kind of have that feeling of like, maybe I was wrong about this or maybe time has not been kind to, it. but it's, it's not, it's very good. It's a lot of fun. It's got, the right elements of fun and uh, humor, but also it's it's fairly thrilling and it kind of has an epic to it and it's it's a lot of fun and it just needs to stop there. That's all there is to uh, second one. It's diminishing returns from there. Second one is is okay, but I don't want to revisit it. I don't I don't need to revisit it again. And then the third one, the third one just feels lost. If I think there were some sort, if I remember correctly. Uh, Bloom and Knightley either didn't want to come back for that one or were wanting huge raises to come back for it. And I don't think they got it. So they were kind of there um, acrimoniously. They didn't really want to do it. And I feel like that shows in the movie. You remember that that one starts off with Jack Sparrow, like eight of them. He's just he's in a. I think he might be. I can't remember if he's dead or if yeah, he's in a dream weird. or something like that. But and it's Bloom's so checked out, just ready to get that yeah. town money. Exactly, exactly. Save your money, bro. But uh, <laughs> look, it's it it goes. It just kind of goes so poorly. That fourth one is one of the. I, that to me is like one of the worst uh, cash grab franchise movies of all time. It, it's so. It is atrocious, and um, and it, it's poorly directed. It's poorly acted. It's poorly plotted. The whole thing. So, look, I don't want these movies. I'm I'm tired of them. But clearly, there's an audience. Not just because it made a decent amount of money, but can I have the same experience? My I went on Monday uh, at like 10:30 in the morning, and it was packed, and everybody was really into it. And so, so there's clearly a market for it. Um, I will say, I think this one is an improvement on the fourth one. But I, like I said, I think the fourth one is one of the worst movies, uh, franchise-wise, that that I've ever seen. So it's not it's not great. The thing about this one that both frustrated me and also made it more watchable at the same time is, uh, for me at least, 
I thought that the kids, the newbies, were okay. And I kind of, in, I, I vaguely enjoyed in a really dumb summer fun kind of way, I enjoyed watching their interactions on screen and the stuff that they are doing. And it did kind of remind me of the first movie when I liked watching Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley um, do that stuff. I thought it was very uh, reminiscent of the parts of that first movie and even the, the second one that were interesting and that were fun. Um, that those Brenton Brenton Thwaites, I guess, and yeah. Kaya. I have no no way I can do that. Sc- Scadelario, whatever. Um, I like them. I think they're both pretty solid, and they're interesting to watch on screen. And they have kind of a youthful charisma to them. But then every time Johnny Depp came on screen, I j- it was it was it was kind of a little bit of a of a, a torture for me. Like it just felt. It's not just that he that I don't care about this character anymore, which is true and it's not just that i don't i don't need to see johnny depp on screen anymore which is also true it's that it would it just reeked of desperation of mailed in desperation which is kind of the worst kind of of desperation to me it's like if you're gonna be desperate which he clearly is at this point then could you at least um bring i don't know some shades of nuance to this or try or act like you freaking care and you're not just cashing money i it kind of it made me angry and depressed me a little bit every time he was on screen. I thought he was awful, and Jeffrey Rush wasn't any better. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of what I'd seen Brenton Twaits in, and it was yeah. um, the Signal, mm-hmm. the sci-fi little yeah, small he's movie. Pretty the solid with Lawrence yeah, Fishburne. It was fun. It's a good little good little mm-hmm. B movie kind of thing. If you want to check that out, yeah, I think um, that's on Netflix or it used to be anyway. I think so too. But I think he was up for Han Solo at one point too, if I remember correctly i don't know that sounds right anyway that's gonna hurt brian how was he in gods of egypt (laughs) he was in it (laughs) (laughs) among other people he was better than uh he was better than egyptian gerard butler that's so (laughs) gods of egypt came out in 2016 i feel like that was six years Mm, ago when we were what a fun day man what a fun day you saw it you paid you paid i remember i did i i gave it money what what was better that or exodus uh the oh, Ridley Scott movie. Exodus by a by a fair strip. Oh, gosh. So think about that. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what other movie came out either the same day or right. I think it was oh, it was um um other Johnny Depp movie. The 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 comedian uh what was it? The where he's like the Pink Panther else. guy. Oh uh, Mordecai? Mordecai, no, that's what it was. It, it wasn't that no, that was, was like two or three years ago. Yeah, there was something that came out on the same day as Gods of Egypt. No, is that yeah, Gods of Egypt? And I thought it would be really funny to go see both of these terrible movies the same God. day. Just be like, oh, you have a Zemeckis style sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, but then I couldn't do it because I was so depressed. I was just like, oh, I got to get out of here. This is just ter- just terrible. So it's good. Um, it's good. It's what you want. Yeah, I never thought. I mean, I agree with you, Brian. I, I remember I, I like the kind of budding romance and the new uh-huh. heroines that we had in in these. This is why I felt like this was a reboot, you know, more than yeah. like this is the last one yeah. in the series. It felt like a reboot. And then when Donnie would come on the screen, I'm like, oh, yeah, Donnie's in this. God. Oh, he was so bad, dude. That, that <laughs> opening scene when he's like in the vault and stuff. I, I to be like the set piece is kind of cool. Them fast and furiousing it and dragging mm-hmm. a bank vault through the streets of St. Martin. Like it was it wasn't great, but it was fine. It was totally acceptable for what 
this movie is. And then they would cut to Johnny Depp and he's just staggering around doing the same freaking bit that he's been doing for 15 years. And I just, I can't take it. I can't take it. It's not, it's not fun. And he's not having, he's clearly not having fun doing this, you know? And it's, it's why, I don't know. I'm surprised he agrees to do them anymore. If it wasn't for the money. Yeah. They were just like, Johnny, you have to purely do it for the love of the art. He's like, nope, not happening. Yeah. It's uh, I can't imagine just going through the motions every day and putting that get up on every single day and stumbling around. Yeah, I can't imagine what that's like, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't imagine at all. You guys uh, should see my podcasting outfit, by the way. <laughs> um, Jeffrey Rush back as well in these. Um, okay, same thing. Uh, mm. I remember in the second one. Why, why, really liking the sequence where they're in the giant ball and it's swinging back and forth and in the, in the like off the mountain. Yeah. I really like that yeah. scene. And then like when they ball the ball goes on the ground. Yeah. yeah. And like Johnny's like running with it and like trying to mm-hmm. escape, I guess, pirates or something. And I remember being blown away. Yeah. I remember being blown away by Davy Jones, Same the thing. octopus guy. And just yeah, the effect cool. of that. I really enjoy that. And just, I don't, I don't know what he's saying. I'm just staring at all these tentacles going <laughs> everywhere and everything. That was a really cool, uh, you know, blend of practical and CGI. I think, I don't know. I still don't know how they did that, but I was just floored by the effects of it. So the effect that they bring to the table this time is zombie, uh, Javier Bardem. And it looks like his hair is underwater the whole time. And I can't imagine the animators that had to do that like strand by strand had to animate his hair to look like it was underwater. That's why there I wasn't mean, much promo can't. for this, because apparently they just finished it like a month ago, by the way. A lot of those, oh, those sequences. Gosh. So that's good. That's what you want. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was fine, I guess. I think they could have maybe thought of a better shtick or bit than, like, everybody's a zombie, because the zombie thing is played out to me, especially... They can't go on land, though. They can't go on land. So can't go on land. That. So they're, they're sea <laughs> zombies, right. And then they unleash zombie sharks too, and we get plenty of that, which they looked super real. So I was all in on it. <laughs> I was like, maybe those are real sharks. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt here. But uh, with these other zombies, I mean, half the time their head was missing, and it was just a jaw at one point. And mm. I think they use Good it for, for com- kids movie. Yeah, they yeah. use it for comedic Mark. effect. Um, I think one time. Where they like one of the pirates tries to shoot one in the head who doesn't have a head, you know, and it's like, oh, that's <laughs> funny because it went straight through him, <laughs> but he doesn't know? have a head, yeah. Which I don't know, I, <laughs> I don't know, I don't, I don't. It got a laugh in my theater, it got a big laugh. So, yeah. uh, another thing, this movie is extremely inappropriate for kids. I mean, I, I'm I know, surprised who are they marketing this to, and this should have been a PG-13, and it could have been an R if it was a little more violent with, with some of the innuendos. And they do a whole thing about horo- horologist, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. And he says she wasn't, uh, inc- she wasn't, what, what does he say? Um, horizontally inclined. He, she was horizontally reclined or something like that. It's like, okay, your mom was a horologist. <laughs> it was just like, a, it was a, they, they, they threw out maybe seven lines about Oh, your mom's a whore. Oh, you know, and it was like, we get it. We get the joke. Move on. We're done. Um, but that was in a kid's movie, Pirates of the Caribbean. This is based on a kid's theme park ride. I mean, what are we, what are, I'm surprised some of it got even past the, uh, past the censors. I mean, past Disney to say, Hey, just remove a couple of the, 
you can you can get away with one or two. Oh, this one's for the adults. But there was like six or seven or eight. But remember, moments. Depp's a producer, and he's in those meetings. And the, again, the smell. So I mean, you can't <laughs> you can't give too many notes. Yeah. <laughs> Just overpowering. It's just, it's oh, fine. it's filling just, up the room. Gosh, <laughs> just give him what he wants. Um, and the trident. I'm going to drink this red wine, man. Okay. No, the trident of uh, po- Poseidon. Uh, just another thing. Like, oh, what? Let's just name things that have to do with the sea. Poseidon trident. Yeah. Okay, trident of Poseidon. That can break the curse. You know, like it felt like to me. Yeah. In the same way, the other one a couple movies ago used the Fountain of Youth. Like, it's just mm-hmm. something that existed back then that they can pirate cram into this six movie. actually, and this is just announced, I don't know if you guys have even seen this, because it did well overseas, but Pirate 6 is actually, the whole thing takes place on the Carnival Freedom. Oh. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. I guess yeah. it's some sort of time warp situation, mm-hmm. but yeah. I'm pumped for that. But it's, you know. I Rachel think McAdams be, got cast. Yeah, yeah she's the new wench. Time that. wench is her character name. Well, there, now I'm in. But. And another thing that they crammed into this, not only was it the Trident of Poseidon, but Galileo. Like, they brought him into this. Like, don't bring Galileo. Like, just leave him alone. <laughs> get He's, get he, the line. You've done enough. You let him rest in peace. <laughs> exactly. You give him the respect he deserves. <laughs> so exactly. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's freaking yeah, Galileo, guys. We're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna fictionalize the the greatest astronomer ever. Like, what is? I was just shaking my head so hard. Like, why? Imagine them bringing like Isaac Newton into this thing. Like, no, no, yeah, stop. Yeah. Just just tell fake pirate stories. That's all I care about. So, Ghost yeah. sharks I could get on board with. Yeah. How <laughs> dare you? Don't you besmirch. Oh man. Um, yeah, look, yeah. I think that's the number two the number one problem with the movie is Johnny Depp. That it and that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. The number two thing is that the script is just is obviously the last uh the last thing that they cared about, you know? Okay, we got we've got Depp. We have the name and the semicolon. Well, clearly, we have the logo. I mean, and so what do we do? Uh, we probably need a script at some point. Okay, yes. We'll just, you get we'll on put that. that together as we go because yeah. it just it keeps going to like we're at spoilers at this point. By the way, if anyone I don't know if anyone cares, but the even as it starts to kind of tick along a little bit towards the third act, you're like, okay, we're kind of getting there. This Poseidon's trident thing. Okay. We're going to get there. And then we have to add in some serious B story with, with Barbosa being this girl's yeah. father and all this sort of stuff. And I'm just like, no one cares about any well, of this. Well, just I was have fun. I, I care. Just Pirates one was such a fun movie. And it was such a fun movie. With, and, 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 and Jeffrey Rush is a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that that performance in the first one's great, and then but I I was left a little cold thinking. I wonder if he sired anyone. You know, <laughs> where can this take me? Yeah, where, Richard went and looked back at his journal from the period, and <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he had some serious, some yeah. real thoughts about that. Is he yeah. just no kids? Question mark. You know, and also that guy that had the pop out eye, the wooden eye. What's his like? Yeah. Does he have a stepdad? Like, what's his story? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I, I did not know him. his his their familial backstories and so i, I was curious the entire time <laughs> yeah <laughs> just kept yelling it out but who's his daughter yeah it's kind of weird yeah. he's a yeah. scary bad guy and he's a ghost but does he have a family Stop messing with galileo and tell me more about his family life yeah. you know what yeah. kind of frustrates me among other things about this is that pirates as a subject matter for movies is really cool you know like mm-hmm. you could do some really cool yeah. stuff 
in the right setting and maybe make these rated R. Uh, I think I'm not out on just pirates in general, but I'm out on these movies. Uh, this is a, you know, the first one was a movie based again, based on a theme park ride. Nobody thought it would work. Like mm-hmm. I think they did the haunted mansion and things like that at the time, like didn't work, you know, nobody thought, um, it would be anything. And they've tried it since, you know, they made Tomorrowland and that didn't Which work. It was a huge, what? Oh, uh, <laughs> movie ever. But like, I would love to see. Someone who knows what they're doing, like a vil- like a Denny Villeneuve, do like Treasure Island, like like a classic sure. pirate story, and yeah. and give it the respect, the Count of Monte Cristo or something. You know, I I really think that that could be really really cool. But I'm out on Captain Jack Sparrow and yeah, it's got to Will Turner. Yeah. I'm out. I'm done. I'm I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm out. I, yeah. I don't think it's going to guys. This one made enough where. I don't know. We'll see. I think it's kind of on the fence, but I wouldn't be shocked right. if. Well, then why? Why do they keep so marketing it? See so the maybe. the epic, the epic final. Like you can only do that so many times before people are like, "Quit! Just stop! Just quit trying to trick us. Make up your mind. Just don't tell to us it's going to be the last Depp one if it's not." Yeah, Depp won't but, remember that he did this, one, so they are just assuming <laughs> true, no yeah. one else will either. Yeah. Counterpoint: Transformers is supposed to have been the last one for like three straight movies, so it keeps going. So I yeah, yeah. And, I, but getting better. So that's why it's different. <laughs> Trending up. This no. is supposed to be the last one with Michael Bay, though. Like that's, I think. But that's he says for sure. that every time. He says it every time. I don't. I I believe it when I see it because it's the only thing he knows how to do at this point. So forever Do, knows how to do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Billy also know? didn't get to mention this. Um, Paul McCartney, what are you doing? Oh, oh yeah, that just that had to have been a huge betrayal for you. Yeah, yeah Ken, that's why I've always been Team John, man. There's still time on the bandwagon. When and forever, man. Oh, I'm I'm Team John and George over Paul any day, but Paul's oh. one of our living legends. I mean, he's still <laughs> around and he's doing this. Like, I guarantee you, it was like, yeah, Vampires of Hollywood played the Grammys, and I ran into Paul McCartney backstage. <laughs> said he would Vampires totally love to make. Can we get an origin <laughs> film about them? Oh gosh, hey, was it Chris Cornell the singer for them or something? Oh, no, I don't know. I remember, oh, I remember it was Joe Perry, right? Joe Perry, Johnny Depp. Who was the singer? Was it the guy that like replaced Axl Rose in Slash's solo project or something? I don't know. I don't know that guy's name. Um, but you know that that's what happened. Like Johnny Depp met Paul McCartney, and he's like, "I can get you a cameo in Pirates." Oh, it's Alice Cooper. That's right. Alice that's Cooper. There right. There we go. There you go. Um, Joe but, Perry, by the way, used to have. I th- no, never mind. It's that's Richie Sambora. Richie Sambora. You're thinking of Steve Perry, right? <laughs> on his Wikipedia, every instrument he allegedly played, and it was like 75 deep. Wow! And it was like, all right, Joe, we got it, Richie. You're in Bon Jovi, like. <laughs> he quit Bon Jovi, by the way, didn't he? Oh, I think he did. And the, and the Earth is still hmm. spinning. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe it either. Imagine you can you can have Bon Jovi. And still have bon, John Bon Jovi. Like, that's the only thing you need for Bon Jovi? Wow. Like, this would have been a lot easier. Um, I still get mad every time, though. Sorry, I got to go on a quick Bon Jovi rant. <laughs> How much money do you need, Bon Jovi? Like, you're marginally talented. You have some, you know, some hits. That's fine. Um, but you you peaked still when everyone's buying records. You were like the first big arena band, American arena band. That that was you were known for. In the 80s, at least. And then you have a whole second peak 
in 2000 with that one record that won some Grammys because it's the my Grammys life, are, yeah. yeah. It's his life. Look. Yeah. And then you do a whole another never, 10 years of arena tours based off that, yet you're still doing you're still doing direct TV ads in 2017. Was that was it really worth that 2.5 that you hammered that check? Like you you have 400 million dollars from that. Like He's see. trying to make back all his arena football like, money. So he's, he <laughs> yeah. wasted a lot. Philadelphia took soul, him to the cleaners. Man, yeah. Philadelphia soul. <laughs> yeah, him and Jaws, man. <sighs> wow. Gosh. Uh, side rant, John Bon Jovi. But so he's Paul McCartney's in jail singing Maggie May in jail and tells <laughs> a joke and then they just walk away. Like there's no reason for him to even mm-hmm. be in there. It's nothing to do with the story. It's just a cameo and they a keep, frustrating pu- one at that. Keith Richards in the third one. So I'm, I'm pumped for pete townsend and pirate six there's gonna keep <laughs> yeah well uh let's see what else i have um the guillotine was actually pretty clever when he was like sure. twisting around and flying around and the thing was almost cutting his head off i thought that was a clever mm-hmm. setup and execution but that lasted maybe seven, turns, seven, long, 17 yeah. seconds the total sequence yeah. of that so that was 17 seconds out of the two hours that we were here um, I guess, I mean, I haven't seen three or four, but do they tell the origin story of Jack Sparrow in any of those other than nope. this movie? Is this the nope, only, I've like... Been, I've been dying. I just couldn't wait to know. So, so this is the first time we find out how Jack Sparrow became a captain mm-hmm. of the ship. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Just making sure. I th- I could have sworn, like, we've done four yeah. of these and they haven't... They've given no, no insight they, yeah, onto this. They've, they've never given any insight on that, and I I don't think anyone needed it. But you know, that's another that's another part of the issue to me of the movie is just like the a plot is fine, and I'm okay with these two youngsters trying to find navigate the stars to uh, to whatever find the, find the treasure, treasure yeah. and liberate Orlando Bloom from slavery or whatever i don't even it, but the all of the the b plot i i don't care i don't care about uh i don't care about javier bardem's character whose name was something i salazar Sal- i don't Salamander. care about that yeah um i really thought it w- was such a cop-out that he they never even said how they him and his crew stayed alive like he he's drowning in an ocean and the ship blew up and then somehow he's just undead. For the, the curse. The curse years. was for him to be a zombie. I, I guess. I think. But they never. They never even said he. I, as far as I know, and it's possible that I, I don't know, had a rage joke or something. But it's <laughs> like I don't think they ever said the the devil's triangle cursed him and he became the undead pirate that he is today. Like I don't. I really don't think that was ever stated. So, and it's very similar to later in the movie when he randomly is able to force his consciousness into the body of Henry Turner. And that's just like a thing mm-hmm. that he can do. That mm-hmm. was never explained. I don't, I, I know these movies are dumb blockbusters. You, I don't need a whole lot of explanation or really even for it to make all that much sense. Can you just make it like passably make sense? Can you this make a Jurassic park rule? Put the mosquito yes, exactly. in the am- amber. Yes, We're good. That's all I need. Give me, exactly. Give me one line that says, Oh, by the way, you can do this or like, establish that at some point so that i'm not thinking like wait what it, it just i don't know i shouldn't there shouldn't be a time in a movie like this where i where i even stop to question what the plot is doing because it just it should move fast enough and it should be fun enough and just outrageous enough to where you just like kind of go with it and maybe i'm just i don't know maybe i'm not capable of doing it with this franchise anymore but those things like that kind of pop up 
over and over again. And I, 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 every time I was like, what, how, how can he do that? Why is he doing that? What is the, was there any explanation for this? That kind of thing. And that's, that's just really, that's, that goes beyond bad writing and becomes trying to pull one over on your writing. <laughs> Aggressively. And that, that, bad. Yeah. And that, and that, that makes me angry. I mean, that's why we hate Now You See Me. That's the thing I hate the most about Now You See Me is that it's a stupid, stupid movie that's trying to pretend like it's smart. This may not be pretending that it's smart, but it doesn't have to be as dumb as it is and still could have been fun, epic summer blockbuster type movie. I totally agree. Totally agree. It could have been a lot better than it was, but again, I mean, totally passable, I guess, for the audience, you know? This wasn't like a, I wasn't like thinking about walking out of this. I was just kind of, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't offensively bad, but it's just unnecessary. It's more mm-hmm. frustrating. That's exactly it. how I would put it. Yeah. I, I, we, I think this is a movie that, um, we are not the audience for it. So there's, there's that that's part of it. And so, you know, in some way I'm willing to like, give it a little bit of credit just be based on like, I, I, these movies are not for me, but they're clearly for some people because my, my theater was full and people were really into it. And that's, so it's totally fine. I, I just don't, I don't know. I get tired of these exercises in futility of like, I probably could have said what my grade was going to be for this movie going in. And it's about what it is coming out. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's, it is what it is, but I, I don't know why, I don't know why it can't be both. I don't know why it can't be a fun, dumb summer blockbuster, but also be a good movie or a decent movie or a, a movie that I could be like, it was fine. You can go, you should go see that. It's, it's cool. It's, I, I don't know that that just that starts to frustrate me when we get into this that sort of territory where it's just like you can do both y'all and I don't I don't understand why so many of these movies can't do that. Yep, totally, totally agree. Um, again, could be fun, man. These could be really fun. The whole X marks the spot part mm-hmm. about pirates, and I love the pirate flag, and it's so cool. Didn't they make a TV series, Black Sails? Isn't that a TV series about pirates, like a Game of Thrones yeah. style? Is that doing well? It's dead. I think it's it? done, I believe. It was on Stars, so, you know, that doesn't always... It's a totally great things. subject. No, it's still on. 2014, okay. 38 Something episodes so did. far. Okay, Camelot maybe is the one that they just killed off. Yeah. I don't I, okay. I've never... I think I saw the pilot episode of this. Okay, so was... Black Sails takes place... 20 years prior to Treasure Island. So there's a tie in there. Okay. Oh, it actually, it is over. It just ended in April. The series oh, really? concluded April 2nd. Yeah. So you can, you can get I into mean, it now, man. Man, that, that could have been a uh, good idea. You know, like I, I could see why they would do that because long sure. form episode by episode, you could tell some really cool stories with pirates, but I'm done with, done with Sparrow yeah. forever. Yeah. Forever and, and, and ever. This, like, could, if you could have, like legitimately killed him off, which I think they've done that multiple times in the past. So who knows? But if you get rid of that character, I don't know. I don't think anyone would I, see these. That's the problem is would anybody go see these movies without Jack Sparrow in it? And maybe that's the thing, but the movies would be decisively better. You mean if, Jack Sparrow? <laughs> if it was just these two kids, I feel like that's a fun, uh, a fun little uh, trilogy that you could maybe get out of that. But you're right. Maybe no one goes to see the movie without without Jack Sparrow in it. Yeah, that's, that's probably exactly it. They're afraid to make these without him. Mm. 
And that's well, a shame because he needs to stop. Especially it. internationally, though, he just puts. Yes, that's totally things. true. It that's would probably make true. the same or or seventy five percent here. Sure, but on a yeah. much smaller budget. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, just his wine and scarf budget, I think, is a hundred mil of that. <laughs> oh no, you you kid! But I saw a stat this week that the snack budget on the first Pirates was two million dollars. Mm. Snacks, M and M's, and crackers. They spent two million. Mm. On. A lot of goldfish. Give me two million, and I'll make my own Carl movie. Weathers. That's Carl way Weathers better was than on this, the set. I promise you. <laughs> he was. You mix some goldfish and M and M's together. <laughs> you Man, got a stew you going. Got a trail mix going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's greatness. Uh, okay, well, I'm <laughs> done talking about this series. Um, so I'm going to grade this as a D or a C. Can't make up my mind. <laughs> C because. It's I passable. almost thought you were going to say Remember, B for a second. I was no. hold on, shocked. hold on. Let me remind you, Kent. I don't want don't come before you final answer your C. You're going to give it a C, right? A D Ga- or a C? Ga- well, okay, a C movie. Galileo, but D for Galileo's I don't in this. Like it. <laughs> yeah, Galileo. there is they Galileo. Galileo. Factor that in. They messed yeah. with the legacy of Galileo. They did. That's so your true. back tat is even <laughs> less worth. It's like <laughs> not as funny. <laughs> You do. You have a Galileo map across the entire part of your back. Dude, don't just own it. It's cool. Uh I'm gonna give this a D. There you go. I, I can't, I I can't give this a passing grade. I'm sorry. Even though it's fine. I can't. I can't do it. My my conscience won't let me. Brian. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go higher. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go C just based on I think there's a fun movie in here somewhere. I just, I just needed less of the uh, established cast, but I, I really did enjoy parts of the, um, the young leads, their whole story. The a story was, was, was kind of fun. And it did remind me of why I liked this original movie at some point. So I'll, I could eat, I could potentially go C plus I'll go, I'll just go C. That's going to be my, I'm going C. Okay. Richard, how about you? I'm going to go with the rarest of rare grades, a D plus. (laughs) Nice. Wow. Okay. All right. We're done. Uh, All right. Pirates, Dead Man's Chest. No, what's this one called? Gosh. Dead Man's (laughs) Elmo Tales. Gosh. They they all go, they all blend together at this point. So tell me again. So it's Curse of the Black Pearl. Mm-hmm. Dead Man's Chest mm-hmm. at World's mm-hmm. End. At World's, World's End. End. See, I would have Stick. never guessed that in ten thousand years. If you had said, "What's the third <laughs> one called?" At Str- on Stranger Tide. On Stranger Tide. Mm-hmm. Dead Man Tell No Tell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the sixth one is uh, Two Pirates, Two Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> but it's colon. Why is all the rum gone? <laughs> it's got two colons. Very yeah. rare. Yeah. Man, At World's End is two hours and fifty minutes long. Good. Mm. I agree. Not mm. the sixth one is just yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Like they're just <laughs> what are what are things just, pirates say? Just all cash in. Dead tell no tales. The eighth one is Long John Silver's. X marks the spot. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's move so on, that'll guys. Be the, that'll be the tenth one. Oh, here we go. Pirates of the Caribbean X because for ten and oh, then yeah. colon marks the spot. Well, now you're we got to get to that. Come on. Yeah, I called Fate of the Furious, so you're welcome. Now here, here, here's a question for you to close this out. Better movie, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, or Muppet Treasure Island? Oh, oh Muppet Muppet Treasure Island, not even close. Yeah, Tim Curry, guys. 
Yeah. And they own the rights. So if you could cross them over for the sixth one, I'd be interested. Both with Tim Curry and Kermit, with maybe a little bit of Jack Sparrow. Could be interesting. Yeah. Who looks more like a Muppet at this point? Orlando <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bloom. Definitely Orlando Bloom. If they had crossed this over, how awesome would it have been if Kermit and Fozzie just show up in this, like, randomly in one of the battles? <laughs> oh, you know, like, uh, that would have actually made me a lot happier. Um, but it didn't. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on. Let's do a weekly recommend, guys. Weekly recommends. Okay, Richard. Yeah, uh, so I'm just going to make this simple. If you uh, if you have children or haven't seen it, watch the first Pirates of the Caribbean because it'll it'll wash the cleansing the uh, it will cleanse the last four off you. Still a fun little movie. About as, they don't really make that type of adventure movie post Indiana Jones. Like it's just kind of Indiana Jones or Pirates. So it's uh, it's something that's really fun and uh, enjoyable for the whole fam. And then just forget the rest ever happened. It's probably your best point. Don't even be tempted into the second one. Just right. just just pretend it all ends well with the first. And it's good. Brian, what about you? Yeah, my recommend this week's going to be a book. Um, I've been. This is one of my favorite books as a like a preteen, and I uh, hadn't revisited it in a long time. But getting ready for some uh, some fun throwbacks that we're recording here in a, in a few days, and uh, started rereading this book to kind of compare it to the movie because I guess I'm a nerd. But uh, so I yes. gonna recommend uh, I guess uh, I'm gonna recommend Starship Troopers by uh, Robert Heinlein. One of my one of my favorite sci-fi books, and a uh, lot. A lot, lot, lot different from the from the old movie. So uh, I've been, yeah. So I've been I've been listening to an audiobook, and the audiobook performance is pretty good too. So I'm about halfway through it. Um, this is probably the third or fourth time I've read it, but it's been it's been a long time. It's been at least fifteen or maybe twenty years. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, it's a really good book, and it's kind of um, from that time period is one of the classic sci-fi books, and um, Heinlein's one of the. One of the masters of science fiction, and it's kind of weird that he hasn't had more of his books turned into uh, into movies. But uh, it's yeah, really good. So that's that's me, Kent. How about you? Yeah, I'm gonna recommend a documentary that I watched uh, on Memorial Day, and I wanted to do something extremely American and to do something that I love, which is uh, watch a documentary. Uh, what's more American than Bruce Springsteen? Right? Love me some <laughs> love me some Boss. Uh, so I watched his documentary for the first time actually called the promise the making yeah. of darkness on the edge of town great and record, great, great album love the album for a long time had never seen the documentary friend of mine uh suggested it and uh awesome love it and uh didn't really know the backstory of the record how you know born to run was this huge epic arena rock album and darkness on the edge of town is more stripped down americana rock and he almost you know he tried. He told people, "Don't play parts. Just play the song." You know, because in every Bruce song, everybody's kind of playing a different thing, or you know, it's just all these parts blended together. Well, in "Darkness on the Edge of Town," everybody's just kind of playing the same thing or the same song, and it's really stripped down. And they talk about it, and they have it in the movie, in the documentary. He, you know, they wrote. He wrote seventy-five, eighty songs for the album, and. Uh, Tom Panunzio and Jimmy Iovine and guys like that in the industry who produced the album, worked on the album, said, you know, how many great songs are you going to cut from this album? Like he would go, he would walk down, you know, sit down and play it on a piano, play like the best song you've ever heard. 
and and they'd be like, oh my gosh, that's the best song we've ever heard. Let's do it. Let's put it on the album now. He's like, nope. That's the only time I'm ever going to play it ever. And, and, then, and then like, but he's the lead of the band and he called all the shots. So nobody could say anything, you know, have you but heard just, the promise, the record they made yeah. like five years ago from the outtakes? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. incredible. Uh, they said that the, the song, the promise, they spent three months on just that song, <laughs> like working on it, but it's incredible. Like one of the songs that he, he nixed from the album was Because of the Night, the Patti Smith mm-hmm. song. And he just gave it to her. It's like, here's a song that if you need one, or I think uh, Jimmy Iovine was producing the Patti Smith song and came to Bruce and said, the record's great, but we just don't have that one song that's going to be on the radio that's going to make everyone listen to the album. Like, the album is great, but it didn't have that one pop song. And he was like, here's a one that I'm not going to use here. And it's Because of the Night, which is a huge hit song. And uh, just didn't fit the album. So he really concentrated his efforts on making the best album that he could i think he did and he's an incredible musician and half the documentary is just them jamming like in the mid 70s in bruce's like garage so it's just really cool to see all that fire old footage and stuff do what is on that the song fire who uh uh-huh. ended up going to uh gosh now my um it went to i'm all gonna uh oh the pointer sisters that's right that 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 song was a huge hit in the eighties. He just gave that one away too. Also on that, good uh, good appearance by Max Weinberg too. Always great to see him. I miss that guy. He was a great sidekick to Conan for many years. But uh, good stuff. The promise, the making of darkness on the edge of town. It's on iTunes. Uh, rent that if you like rock and roll music, rock documentaries. It's uh, it's up there. And uh, Bruce, check out Bruce. Check out the album Spotify if you've never yeah. heard it. Uh, awesome. Good stuff. Really good stuff. Uh, okay, Brian, where can I find really you online? Yeah, you can find yeah, you can find me on the Twitter at bgill12. You can find my writing at madamamoviespodcast.com dot and the Mad About Movies podcast newsletter, which will probably be out next week. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me uh, on variety of social media at Richard Barden. You can find me in that Mad About Movies podcast newsletter, which, like Brian said, will be out shortly. Kent, where are you, my friend? I'm looking for you. You can find me on the Twitter at Kent Garrison, online, kentgarrison.com, Snapchat, Instagram, at Kent Garrison. Find us on iTunes, Mad About Movies. Uh, we have a new t-shirt available, madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Um, I survived, now you see me. You can wear that proudly to all your friends and prove to them once and for all that you made it alive, although scarred. Uh, but yeah, find us there. Leave us five stars if you like what you hear. And uh, tell your friends, help grow the show. Take advantage of the offers that we offer every week. And uh, thanks to Wondery for helping make this show happen. And uh, I think we're going to be talking Baywatch very soon. And uh, we're talking Wonder Woman as well. So look forward to that. And uh, until then, we'll see you in December. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I've got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya ya salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again